there's still going to be good deals out there. And if you find the good deal, then uh, you'll get the financing lined up. Uh, you just have to raise some extra capital and that's fine. Um, so no need to slow down if, uh, if you're still finding good deals. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me, as always, on these hump day hustles, we got Matt Jones. Matt, how are you doing? I'm doing great today. How are you doing, Todd? I am doing excellent. Excellent. Um, we're in this, uh, what, week like six of uh, lockdowns at week six? Something like oh, that. I lose track. I don't know. Lose track, yeah. But, you know, I uh, there's there's good and bad about it, right? But uh, a lot of just focusing on the business and growth and how do we do uh, really good asset management and make sure that we're setting ourselves up for success? So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. The kids are home for, for, I guess they got summer break right now, even though uh, it's not summer, but hey, they got summer break. They've had it since March. <laughs> uh, we got online school, so I guess it's not quite break, but it's a little different, um, but everybody's in the same boat. So today I wanted to discuss, uh, discuss lending and uh, lending on mainly multifamily because that's what I deal with. But we can talk uh, really any commercial and even single family and uh, kind of what we're seeing, kind of what, what has maybe changed. And we had a conversation last week on our mastermind group, was it last week, uh, with a lender that joined us and then, and then talked a little bit more in depth about it. So just wanted to kind of talk about some of the discoveries that we've, we've made in that. Awesome. So Matt, starting now, uh, you know, what, what were some things that you took from the lender um, that, that spoke with us? You really have to have your things wrapped up tight, uh, you know, for applying for lending their banks are being a little, you know, much more conservative than they used to. Uh, so they're tend to only accept uh, people with credit scores for 750 and above. If you're getting a property in your own name, uh, you need to put more down. Uh, I forget what the LTV that you know, banks are tends to look at right now, but uh, you know, essentially you need more of a down payment to be able to get in deals. So the money's still cheap. You know, the interest rates are still low, but uh, they're just being really cautious about who they give money to. They want to make sure that they get their money back essentially. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, money's still there. It's tighter. And, and that always happens during uh, times of uncertainty, right? Money gets a little more difficult. It'll free back up, but right now it's a little more difficult. But as you said, rates are cheap. I mean, if you're going to get your own single family house, you're going to be paying right around that 3% range. Um, you know, and if you're going to be getting a multifamily or any commercial building, you're going to be paying a little bit more than that. But um, shoot, uh, I think uh, Kyle, the, the Kyle Jemsher, the the lender uh, that joined us, he was talking about HUD rates in the two percent range, like two. What did he say? Maybe like two point seven five or somewhere around there uh, for a HUD loan. And for Fannie Freddie, you're talking low threes. 
Um, and then of course, you know, I've been talking with a lot of local banks as well. So you've got your banks and they're going to be a little bit higher, but even them, they're anywhere between that three and a half to about four and a half. Um, so it's, it's a very, very good lending environment as far as, you know, your pricing goes. Especially compared to the early eighties when we were kids, uh, what rates got up to the 17% or something like that. Yeah, uh, they got really high and we're nowhere near that. We're not going to, and I don't think we're going to get there anytime soon. Like I don't see rates really going up. I mean, maybe a little bit, I don't see rates going up to, let's see, let's even say that 6%. Um, I think it's going to be a long time and we'll see. I mean, you know, look, the government's throwing a lot of money out there. They, they've they been spending like crazy, giving money away. So maybe we'll see this massive inflation. And if we see massive inflation, we're definitely going to see rates increase uh, drastically. So maybe it is two, three, four years from now that all of a sudden we're in the, the double digits for rates. I don't know. It doesn't feel like it anytime soon, but it seems like every time you go, oh, it's going to be like this, and then it changes, so. And even if it gets up that high, you just account that into your underwriting. Um, right. Adjust the purchase price accordingly. Right. Yeah. And, and that's just it. I mean, it, it actually provides some opportunity, right? Um, and people have to get creative about their, their, you know, how they're structuring deals back in the 80s, as you've mentioned. Uh, but back in the 80s, there was a lot of seller financing. Most deals got done through seller financing because who is going to pay 15% on a loan? I mean, you're, you're not going to buy a property for a eight cap and pay 15% on your mortgage. You're going to buy it at an eight cap if you can get seller financing. Um, so things, things change and, and are different, but um, what else from, from Kyle, did you take anything else that, uh, that you got from him that he said? I think those were the, the main points you know essentially there's still going to be good deals out there and if you find the good deal then uh, you'll get the financing lined up uh, you just have to raise some extra capital and that's fine um, so no need to slow down if, uh, if you're still finding good deals yeah well and on that capital stack um, what that's one of the biggest differences I think that lenders right now aren't being as aggressive as and so they're not giving you as big of down payments so or they're not, they're making you, sorry, they're not giving you as much of a, a, a loan to value there. So they're making you come with a bigger down payment. Um, so that, that's one thing. And then they're requiring bigger reserves. And you mentioned this for Fannie Freddie uh, specifically that they are requiring 12 months. Fannie Freddie Mac is requiring 12 months worth of principal and interest payments uh, for a reserve account and they're requiring that right up front and they're going to hold that money and they're going to hold it for 36 months and not allow you to take any of it unless there's that downfall, right? Unless you actually can't pay your mortgage and that's the only way. Otherwise there's the uh, Fannie Mae was a little different, but uh, if you've got a really stable property, very good condition, you're going to come in at like 60, 65% LTV. They will require a six month worth of principal and interest reserve. But if you're going to do that 70, 75%, 80%, you're going to have to go with 12 to 18 months, even as high as 18 months to get the, uh, 
you know, to have your reserve account. And of course, they're going to want interest reserves still, and they're going to want um, uh, tax reserves, property tax reserves. So you're going to have to have a big chunk of money. So where before, just pre-COVID, you had to have, uh, you know, six to nine months worth of principal and interest, and that typically didn't have to go into a separate account. That could be in your own account. So you necessarily didn't have to raise that money if you had that money in your account or maybe in you and your partner's account. So now times have changed and you have to actually place that with the lender in their account to provide them that liquidity and safety, um, or again, have a bigger down payment, which makes you have to raise more money. So that is a big thing as we're looking forward. I'm, I'm Matt, uh, in the middle of a couple things. I, I looked at my whole portfolio. I picked out a couple properties that I'm selling and the rest of them I'm going to refinance. I've got really low uh, LTV on them. And I'm going to take and I'm going to refinance some of them. And actually, I'm getting a better rate, a much better rate. And so my rate's going to actually make my payment stay about the same. And I'm going to be able to pull some capital out uh, while doing that, while still maintaining a really low LTV. Um, but one of the things they're saying is, look, we're going to max you out at 65% LTV. That's the max we'll go. And that's changed drastically just as I first started the conversation. This was after COVID. When I first started the conversation, it was 75%. And now it's down to 65%, which for me, it's no big deal. Like that, I didn't even want that high. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm looking at more like 50%. But just for the listeners understanding, banks aren't being nearly as aggressive. You're going to have to put more money down. You're going to have to have more reserves. You're just going to be having to be better capitalized, which actually is better for everyone, quite frankly, in my opinion. Uh, it's better for the lenders, and it's, I think it's much better for um, you as an investor. So, Yeah, because then you're prepared. I mean, what if there's another wave or two of COVID-19 and you have tenants not being able to pay rent again? You need to yep. be able to survive that. Um, yeah. Yeah, there was an interesting uh, question on bigger pockets, and I responded to it. And, and I think uh, the question was something like, what do you consider to be low leverage on a property? And I, my answer was, I don't look at LTV as far as low leverage. Kind of, but not really. What I'm looking at more is your debt service coverage ratio, which tells you the true picture. Because let, let's look at this example. I bought a property in 2008, right? And I bought it for, um, you know, a million dollars. I put 80% LTV on it, okay? So I, I got a loan for $800,000. Now, I bought the, the same property, or, or maybe I sold that property. I sold that property for $4 million, in 2020, pre-COVID, and somebody put an LTV at, you know, 65%. You know, they still have a much bigger mortgage on that property than I ever did. Their debt service coverage ratio might be 1.25 at 65%. I was watching, I was seeing this all the time. These people, these, these, like, these companies, syndicators, uh, individuals are buying these properties. They're putting 60, 65% LTV. Well, guess what? They're saying that they're being conservative because they're only doing 65% LTV. 
Well, what's happened is they're buying these things. The only reason why they're only getting 65% LTV is because the debt service coverage ratio is at 1.25 at 65%. Well, that's not very conservative in my opinion. My same property that I'm going LTV at 80% and I'm at a 2.0 debt service coverage ratio, which, which one do you consider more conservative? Well, the 2.0, right? That if my debt service coverage ratio is half of my income, yeah, that's more conservative, right? And so that's where I think a lot of people go, oh, LTV. I, I, I also, there was a, a Burr uh, question, you know, people are talking about the Burr and, and people get excited about doing the buy, renovate, um, blah, 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 blah. Um, what's it called? Buy, buy, rehab, re rent, refinance, repeat. Okay. So I, I used to call it just buy, yeah, fix and rent. Right. Uh, but, but anyway, so people are excited about that, which it's a great strategy and I agree with it very much. So, but you have to consider your debt service coverage ratio when you're doing that. So just because you have a property that'll appraise for $250,000, if the rent is $1,500, it doesn't mean you should get a loan for, you know, 200 K. It's still, it doesn't work. Like the numbers don't work. So you've got to consider the whole picture, right? Oh, I've got all this equity built up. Great. But does it cash flow if you maximize your, your loan amount? So, uh, really important to consider as people are doing that, which is again, why I kind of like, I don't think all this being conservative by the banks is, is that big of a deal. Now, does it tighten your lending? Uh, do you have less options? Yeah. So that's something you got to be aware of, but, um, just being aware of what's going on. But I think overall, it's a good thing personally. Mm -hmm. I, I would agree. And as for the debt service coverage ratio, I know a lot of banks, 1.25 is the minimum that the, a lot of the banks will accept. Yeah. Uh, and even that's pushing it, you know? Yep. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, HUD will go, I think 1.18. So HUD's a little uh, okay. more lenient, but they're also providing 35 year fixed debt and they've got a lot of restrictions on you. You know, you, uh, they, they do have that reserve account that they're requiring. Um, and then they do only allow you to take distributions twice a year. They're monitoring you uh, quite a bit. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot different of a loan um, with HUD than with some of these other, um, some of these other lenders. So, cool. yeah. Well, cool. I mean, that's all I got. Just wanted to quick talk about financing, some of the changes that are out there. I think people just need to be aware. Talk to your lenders, talk to your local banks, see who's out there, see who's lending. And one of the things like, look, all of a sudden we're going to see deals coming up and those who are prepared are going to be able to capitalize on these deals. And those who aren't, aren't going to be able to capitalize. So if we do see a lot of deals and I'm not going to call it a 2008 again, I don't really know. Um, but if we do see a lot of these deals coming out, uh, you want to be calling a lot of lenders. You want to build relationships with a ton of different lenders. You don't just want one lender because then if they go away, if all of a sudden their lending gets cut, what are you going to do? Then you got to, all of a sudden you got to do a mad scramble. So my opinion, I would be calling banks. I'd be building relationships. I would be getting to know people and I would be finding out if they're investor friendly banks versus, um, you know, a bank that kind of, 
tucks their tail and hides underneath a rock during times that are uncertain because there are banks that do that. And, and not all banks are going to understand your type of uh, real estate investment. Not at all. You know, so you really got to shop around because uh, the terms and the, the rates are going to vary quite a bit from bank to bank. Yep. Don't yep. be afraid to look at local banks as well. Yep, absolutely. Uh, well, cool, Matt. Do you have anything else? No, that's it for today. Awesome. You take care, man, and uh, make every day Saturday. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. But your rating and review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to VentureDProperties.com, VentureDProperties.com and download our free ebook uh, on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and, and also, look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go to coachwithdex.com and check that out, and uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.